What's up, everybody? This is Nikki Hines, and you are listening to the Nikki Hines Podcast. On this week's installment of Who Inspires Me Wednesday, I am joined by Amber Abels, also known as at Abels All The Way over on Instagram. Um, Amber has dropped over 258 pounds, and she is still going. If you don't already follow her, I highly suggest that you do. She is super motivational um, and inspirational in her stories as well as her feed, and I hope you guys enjoy her story. So let's just hop right into it. Joining me, I'm so glad we were finally able to get our schedules and technology to work with us. I feel like we've been trying to plan this forever. (laughs) I know, me too. I'm so excited. This is awesome. So um, let's just jump right into it because we did have the technical difficulties and I don't want to keep you any longer than I need to. So let's just roll right into it. Um, I want you to let everybody know how you got started in your wellness journey and then let them know like where you are now, especially with all of this COVID-19 stuff going on. Cause I feel like that's thrown a big, like, I, I don't even know what to call it into everyone's life. It's just like this giant roadblock at first. And I feel like everyone's been ebbing and flowing in their own way. So definitely want to hear how, you've been coping with it all and, and any tips and tricks that you have for folks? Sure. Okay. So, um, I would say I started my wellness journey back in 2017 and it really was just a weight loss goal where I noticed that, you know, everyday activities like going to the grocery store or walking around the fair was difficult for me. I didn't want to stand all the time. I was constantly looking for ways that I could sit down because I was so heavy and it was really impacting my life and limiting what I could do. And so I said, you know, it's, I've always struggled with my weight, even when I was younger. And it just, I kind of hit that breaking point where I was ready to buckle down, break free and go forward with it. Um, So what I did was I started with, you know, each month I would set up like one habit. Like I remember the very first month was, okay, we're going to cut out all pop, all sugary drinks. I'm not going to drink any of my calories. And the weight just really started to fall off. Um, Once I kind of got into that routine of, you know, pick one focus, do that for a month, and then kind of continue to incorporate it, it really became more about, actually just living a healthier lifestyle versus actually just losing the weight. Um, I started going to the gym very early on in my journey, and that has always been my strong point. I love the physical activity. I love the feeling of being able to move my body and get stronger and feel that. And that has always kind of driven me to keep going. Um, Now, within my journey, I did end up um, having weight loss surgery at a point because I had plateaued and wanted to continue to go further. Okay. I'm still not sure how I feel about that option or not now. Part of me feels like I could have done it without it. Part of me sees the benefit. Um, I'm still on the fence as to where I feel in my decision to do that or to not have done that. Um, I would say now, I mean, as I said, I started in 2017. So we're about, you know, three, almost four years into this. It doesn't really feel like a lifestyle change to me anymore. It just feels like my life. Like, I feel like this is the person that I am. I'm one of those people that, you know, make sure that I prioritize working out and I prioritize focusing on my own body health. And it's 
you know, it, it doesn't feel like it's anything extra anymore. It just feels like who I am. And that's awesome. That is absolutely awesome. I, I remember all of your, like, you were like the queen of two a day workouts, weren't you? Before like all of this stuff happened. I feel like I was always seeing yes. your stories and it was like two, three times a day and you were like working out. Like if you weren't in the gym, you were like walking the dogs and you, you just like really took to that active lifestyle. I did. Um, I struggle a lot with anxiety. Um, I actually have panic disorder and then I have high functioning anxiety and I'm not a fan of, you know, full medication. I went that route and I tried it and it was almost like, you know, well, we're going to give you this pill and it's going to fix this, but it's going to cause this issue. So we're going to give you this one. And I was like, you know what, there's got to be a better way. And I really find that cardio and working out is my outlet to kind of help with my own mental health. So yeah, I would work out in the morning. I'd get a good cardio session in before I'd go to work and that would help me stay focused through the day. I'd do another one around lunch because that would get me through the rest of the afternoon. And then usually in the evening, I would do something lighter. Um, and it, it just became my coping mechanism for dealing with mental health. That's awesome. What is your cardio of choice? My all-time favorite cardio is I love getting on the elliptical and just going. I like to put my headphones in. I have certain playlists, and I just like to zone out and really focus on pushing and feeling that burn. That is one of my favorites. Um, also, I'm going to – I would say that's my favorite solo cardio, but my all-time favorite workout um, is kickboxing and doing mixed martial arts training, or as people call it, MMA. Um, that gives me the biggest high – because it's this intense contact sport where you're mentally thinking about your own moves. You're kind of paying attention to your opponent and thinking, you know, I'm paying attention to their movements, they're paying attention to my hand movements, and you're focusing on how your body is moving, the power and the strike you're putting behind it, and it's just a full, intense body workout that I, I crave that high all the time. That's awesome, and you leave it feeling like a badass, right? Oh, you do. You, you leave it like feeling on top of the world like nobody can touch you. When I first started, I was um, – first, my body was covered in bruises because I wasn't used to the impact of it. Now I've gotten better with it. But I would literally be like walking through a parking lot. I'm like, bro, come at me. Like, come, you don't – I don't look like I can fight you, but, bro, I can fight you. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. So now let's talk a little bit about nutrition. Um has nutrition always been a major component of this for you? Was it more, um, did you like cling to a specific type of diet, try some different diets, or was it more so just recognizing the things that you were eating that weren't helping you reach your goal and making changes there? Um, I definitely, food has probably been my worst enemy. I mean, it still to this day is probably my worst enemy. I was an emotional eater. I was a stress eater. Um, if I was sad, I ate. If I was happy, I was eating. If I was bored, I was eating. Yes. So food has always been my biggest enemy. Um, I tried every diet out there. I tried the diet pills. I did the shakes. Um, I actually recently did, um, I did the keto diet for about, I want to say almost a month. We did about three and a half weeks of it. Um, and the one thing I will definitely say, and I know Daryl is going to appreciate this, is throughout all of the dieting, I, I've really learned that the best and most effective way to do this without feeling like you're depriving yourself and almost to feel normal is moderation and portion control. Yep. Don't cut foods out. Allow yourself to celebrate once in a while. You just have to be 
cautious of it. You know, if you're eating fast food daily, your body's going to feel like you're eating fast food daily. But if you decide to have, you know, a salad here, a salad there, and then on the weekends you grab pizza with your friends, your body's going to accept that. Um, and honestly, that's the harshest reality of really just coming to it, that it's the moderation. You know, you can have a slice of cake, not the whole cake, but you can have a slice. Right. And I think that's that's the thing that people struggle with the most. Um, now, when you first started to adjust to that as an emotional eater, did you have a hard time? Like, did you feel like you needed to be super strict to, like, get over the crutch that food could be did you have to work back to a point where you could allow yourself that slice of cake or that piece of pizza or were you the type of person that you were able to stop yourself at like that one piece so after i did my first month where i cut out all of the like the, the pop and all the sugary drinks I want to say I probably dropped close to 30 pounds in that first month. Yeah. I mean, which is normal. At my highest weight, I was over 450 pounds. And so being at that height and making that small change, of course, I was going to see a huge change. Um, I kind of grasped onto that high. And so I instantly started thinking, well, if I just cut all this stuff off, this is going to be easy. I'm going to lose all this weight. So that kind of motivated me to actually cut out more and more of the bad stuff. Like, you know, the next month was, I didn't do any type of fast food. Um, and then I started going to the extreme where I did full liquid diets for two weeks in a row, which I don't recommend. I mean, it was one of those where I did it because I wanted to prove to myself that I could do it and I wanted to see that scale move. But at the end of the day, it wasn't healthy because it's not something you can sustain yourself on for long periods of time. And that's the goal. The goal is to make healthy habits that can carry you through long periods of time versus these quick fixes. Right. So I did. I really did buckle down and I would cut certain things out. And the harsh reality of that was when I was doing that and cutting those foods out, it, it really kind of reflected on myself just how bad my emotional eating was, which in return caused me to look at other aspects of my life. Like, you know, what is causing me to be so emotional to eat these foods? And so then I started fixing other things like, yeah, a big thing I think a lot of our weight loss community says is it's not just a fitness journey. It's a whole life journey. Everything yep. about you changes when you get this new mentality of wanting to be better. Absolutely. Um, especially like you said, when you start to have those aha moments, like when you start to realize, wait, I always reach for this food whenever I feel this way. You start to to wonder and dig deeper as to like why how did this happen? Like what is it? Like where did this start? And you're forced to dig deeper into yourself and make changes. So what starts as kind of like an external transformation so that you feel better looking in the mirror or, you know, even internally, you know, you feel better just going up and down the stairs or like you said, walking around the grocery store ends up becoming this this mental makeover as well. It does. It really does. You just, you gain more confidence and you just kind of feel like, you know, if I can do this, I can, I can put my mind to anything and I can do it. Yeah. So now a big thing that you had said, um, like when it goes to your workouts and everything, you were using the elliptical, going to the gym, MMA. How has COVID-19 affected your workout routine? It has had a tremendous impact on my uh, workout routine. Um, 
So initially when, you know, everything hit with COVID, um, a lot of the gyms that I go to were offering like online video classes. So I was doing um, Zumba a couple times a week. And then the gym that I actually do MMA at was offering online courses and allowed us to actually take the equipment home. So I do have a bag at home that I'm able to, you know, still like hit and work, work my um, like MMA with those got old very quickly and it just didn't give me the same high and I wasn't getting that same cardio rate and I found it to be a struggle where I was excited to go to the gym I wasn't excited to do these online classes and I realized that it was very hard for me to get that cardio high that I usually get when I'm at the gym when I'm at home so I had to switch my focus and my focus basically was just maintaining activity. Like I, I kind of came to that realization. I'm not going to be able to go as hard as I want to go in this environment, but I can't stop completely. So my focus now is um, I have two dogs who are loving life right now because I am home all day long and they are just in heaven. Um, <laughs> we, we walk three times a day. Anybody, if they have dogs, you know, my dogs are older and it's not like, you know, a high intense jog. They have two speeds. They have, I'm stopping and sniffing or we're going like, you know, one mile an hour. <laughs> so it, it's not really a big cardio thing, but it's still, I'm active, I'm moving. So I do that about probably three times a day. Um, and I've really actually dove into yoga. Um, I do, I have some back problems and I have some hip problems and I used to do r- yoga routinely throughout the gym. I kind of incorporate that throughout the weeks. And then when I started MMA, that kind of fell off because all I wanted to do was MMA. So I really pulled back and focused a little bit more on my own flexibility with the yoga and kind of, you know, mental relaxation and then just maintaining activity. Yeah. And I think, you know, it's kind of all we can do now, um, especially if like the online version of the, the things that you loved so much, it's, it's just like you said, it's different. It doesn't drive you in the same way. And you can't force yourself to do something. Cause then also, like you said, you don't give that full effort that you were, you were giving before. And then that's, disheartening right. so I think it's awesome that you you tapped into yoga is there a how are how are you doing your your yoga is it online is it just like do you already like know certain moves and some salutations yes things? it is online okay uh do you the uh, instructor that I had previously um she actually so where I work we have a gym on campus and she would run a couple classes a week there she has partnered up with a local yoga studio that offers uh, Facebook live yoga videos throughout the week. That's awesome. And so I get to do those live classes with them. And that for some, which to me, it blows my mind. It's like, okay, I've tried an online Zumba class and it just doesn't work. But for some reason, the online yoga class works. And I think it's because you know, going to the Zumba class, it's kind of part of the hype. Like, you know, the music bumping, you're surrounded by people, you're moving your body, and that kind of brings in that energy mm-hmm. where you feel kind of silly when you're standing in your living room doing these, you know, Zumba moves all by yourself. Um, I feel like yoga is definitely more of a one-on-one type of workout, even though you do do it in a closed environment with other people. So, I think that's why it's easier for me to do that on video versus some of the other workouts. Yeah, I agree completely. I think even like with the MMA stuff, like 
you tend to, you, you probably walk in and you're getting yourself ready and you see how hard other people are going at the bag around you or, you know, if anyone's sparring or anything like that. And it, it kind of hypes you up and then you just, you end up in that, that like tunnel vision once your workout starts and then you just continue to push yourself. But when you're alone, it's just like, it's me in the bag. Right. Which makes it a little bit more difficult. Although there's some people who yeah. absolutely love it. And I think that's the beauty of everyone's journey. It just, it looks different. Everyone's journey looks so different. There'll be certain things that are in common and then other things are just polar opposite. And that's my biggest thing. When people, you know, come at me and ask me, they're like, well, how did you do it? And, you know, they expect me to give them all these answers that are going to work for them. And it's different for everybody. If you really want to focus on this, you really have to tap into your own wants, your own desires, and work them towards yourself. You know, I have a lot of people that are, are really focused on their nutrition. They do their meal prepping, their calorie counting. That is their major focus. That doesn't work for me. I'm more focused on my workouts. I mean, obviously, I do maintain my own diet. I'm not eating junk all day long, but my focus is more workout versus some are more nutrition. And you just have to do what works for you. Exactly. It's definitely key. I feel like Daryl and I like beat a dead horse constantly <laughs> as we talk to each other, <laughs> especially on our podcast. And when we're together, we're always just talking about how you have to listen to your own body and figure out what works for you. And it's tricky, especially with social media. You have so many people posting and I feel like, especially now, everyone's kind of trying to motivate everybody else. But then it's like that, that doubt or jealousy starts to creep in like, well, this person's doing so much I'm slacking and, yeah. and everything. And then you have to kind of remove yourself from it. It's like, there's so many emotions involved in this journey. Um, I know, you know, even yourself, like you were a huge motivation to me, this second round with the self-care stuff that we, we were doing. And then you hit a point and you were yeah. just kind of like, you know what? I, I need to just focus on myself and do it and not worry about sharing it. And I think that's a very healthy way to go about things. Yeah. I found myself, um, you know, I wanted to stay as motivating as possible as I could through social media, but I will be the first one to admit this entire change with COVID-19 has flipped my world upside down. I have learned that um, I am more of an extrovert than I ever thought I was. And this lack of routine and lack of being constantly busy has really taken a huge toll on me. And I'm like, I can't pretend like I'm being okay. And I can't motivate other people right now because I'm just not in that position. And so I had to focus and do things on myself just because I noticed it was, it was another one of those things where I ended up, it was annoying to me and I was hating having to post up on social media and I don't ever want that to become that, that part of it. So I'm like, okay, I need to take a step back because I'm not enjoying this anymore. Whereas before I enjoyed sharing stuff. I enjoyed motivating people. And when it doesn't become fun anymore, you've got to take a step back so you don't yes. regret it. I think that's really, really, really important. I think a lot of people either just try to push through and then they end up like dropping off and then they struggle to even yeah. get themselves back into a healthy mindset and a, a, a healthy use of social media. So I, I think that was definitely super, super smart of you. Um, and that's another thing that, I mean, I really want to iterate to people. I used to be a huge perfectionist where 
I told myself, okay, so this week we're not making any single mistakes. And I literally was so focused on not making any mistakes that it drove me crazy. And it, I mean, it became this mental exhaustion because I was so focused. We have to get off that idea of being perfect. You know, if you eat a snack that you weren't supposed to, oh, well, you ate a snack you weren't supposed to. It's not the end of the world. That was something I really had to figure out in my journey because I wanted everything to be perfect. I wanted a perfect month. I wanted perfect workouts. It doesn't work that way. Sometimes you're going to go hard one day. Sometimes you're not going to go hard. It's life. It's balance. It happens. We got to learn to cut ourselves a little bit of slack. Exactly. And it's, I don't know where the whole perfect thing came from. I am also a recovering perfectionist. Um, I wasted so much time in my life just second guessing myself and not doing things because I couldn't be 100% perfect when doing it. And it's insane because perfection just, it doesn't exist at all. And it took me a really long time to realize that the magic doesn't come from perfection. The magic comes from trying, failing, being open to learning the lesson that comes along with that failure and then just changing things and trying again. And Exactly. And I will tell you, I feel the strongest people are the ones that can admit, I don't know how to do this. I didn't do this well. Show me how to get better. I feel like it takes a tremendous amount of courage to actually admit I'm not good at something. I'm not doing this well. How can you help me? Because we're in such an environment of being judgmental where that's almost perceived as weakness. But for me, I consider that a strength. So do I. Um, It's because it is, it's, it's hard to admit, Hey, I don't know how to do this. Can you help me? We, for some reason as a society struggle with the words, I need help, be it mental, um, mental health, just, health in general, wellness, learning, anything. It's like, for some reason, we have this preconceived notion that we're supposed to know everything. And we're not. Yeah. And nobody starts as an expert. Everybody starts as a student. And, and we have I think to you learn should that. always be a student. If you're, there's that saying, if you're the smartest person in the room, you're in the wrong room. That, that exists for a reason. Oh, I like that. <laughs> you should always challenge yourself. You should always be wanting to to learn and and just grow yourself, even if it's not for for anything else, just for yourself to learn new things and to question things. I've become huge into questioning everything around me over the last couple of years. <laughs> I know it drives it drives people oh, I agree. Like insane because I question everything. I don't roll with it. Um, and part of it is it's not because I want to be difficult. It's because I just want to truly understand things. And a lot of this is new to me and I don't, you know, you don't get it. And I was the same way, like when I started keto um, a while back, when I first went to do it, I questioned everything. Cause I was like, how the hell can a diet, and I'm doing air quotes here, where you eat like bacon and chicken wings <laughs> possibly be healthy for you? Like what, what the hell is this? And I had to like dig into the science behind it before I could say, okay, I get this now. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I agree. And that's, I think that's the biggest thing is, you know, I hate to say it, but sometimes people are very lazy when it comes to these fitness journeys where they don't want to question it. They don't want to research it. They just want somebody to give them the answer and then they want to go along with it. And 
if that's how your outlook is on your journey, then you're just not ready. You're not committed and you're not ready to go full force because it takes a lot more than somebody telling you this is what you're supposed to do and just accepting it. You've got to question it. You've got to look into it. You've got to really understand what you're doing and why you're doing exactly. it. Exactly. Because it. if you don't do that stuff, there's going to come a point where there is nobody there to tell you what to eat, how much of it to eat, when to eat it, and you're gonna be left on your own. And typically that's when people t start to slide backwards in the wrong direction and gain back the weight yeah. that they lost plus some because they never took the time to really question things, understand things, and learn what it is and how it is that their body functions at its best. Yeah, no, I totally agree with that. And, you know, on the topic of slipping back into it, sure. I mean, we all do it. I will definitely say with, you know, opening into the COVID, I want to say the first two weeks from home, I mean, when I went grocery shopping, number one, I didn't have a list. I had no idea what I was doing. I was literally just like a two-year-old, like, okay, I'm going to eat Gushers. I'm going to eat Funyuns and I'm just going to eat all these snacks because I'm from home. I'm home and this is amazing. Um, it didn't take very long for me to realize that was really slipping bad back into it. And usually when something like that happens for me, I'll usually do like a reset week where I kind of go a little bit really stringent on myself. That way I can yep. find that happy medium balance. Um, but again, it just kind of goes back to that where if you slip off the wagon, it's not the end of the world. Pick yourself exactly. up and keep so going. So on that note, I ask everyone this who comes on the, the podcast. If you were to give someone who is either just starting out or maybe they had their slip up thanks to COVID and everything and they need to get back into it, what is your best piece of advice for them as to where to start and how to go about doing it? So I'm going to say the best place to start is to, number one, reflect on yourself and really dive into what is causing you to have these bad habits and then make baby steps you know it, it didn't take me a year to gain all this weight it took me a lifetime and it's going to take me a couple years almost a lifetime to get it off so it's not a quick fix you have to take baby steps so really own in on what is probably your biggest struggle and then focus on what steps you can take to get in the right direction and give yourself time focus on that one sole thing for a week, two weeks, I would do an entire month at a time until it becomes normal and it becomes part of your routine and then start adding on to it. So you've got to start with the foundation and slowly build those bricks up. Rome wasn't built in a day. Your diet's not going to fix your weight in a day. You can't change everything at once because yes. you're going to get overwhelmed. So, so important. That foundation is, it's really, it's key. It's key to building a house and it's key to building yeah. your new life. And it's, I mean, there's tiny little baby steps you can take. I mean, like I said, my first thing was I cut out sugary drinks. And then my second one was like, okay, we're going to do 30 days of workout. Just do small baby steps and they'll that eventually they'll gradually just grow on each other. It, it definitely solid, solid advice. <laughs> uh, why don't you let everyone know where the best place to find you and learn more about your journey is? Maybe if they have any questions where they could reach out to you. Yeah, so um, Instagram is probably the best place to locate me at. Uh, my handle is Abel's all the way. Um, that's underscore in between each one of the words. Um, but yeah, Instagram is the best place to reach me. 
by all means, I'm more than happy to answer any questions. If you want a private message me, I'm always happy to motivate. Even if somebody is like, I just need you to tell me to get up and go walking every morning. I got gotcha. you. So That's awesome. just let me know. I might have to hit you up on that this week. I have been like struggling so hard. It's like the alarm goes off and I'm like, no. <laughs> but yeah. That was, I have a coworker who mentioned to me, she's like, you know, I'm struggling. Nobody in my household wants to work out with me. And I'm like, you know what? Six o'clock, set that alarm. We're going to get up. We're going to FaceTime and we're going to talk about life and we're going to walk and we're going to do it. And um, I, I have to say there have been some days where I myself, I'm like, I'm just not in it today, but we have to stick it out with each other, especially during these times. And we've got to motivate the best and that we I can. I do. I love the the level of passion that you that you bring to the table it, it's definitely inspiring and it's genuine and your story is real and i'm so glad that we were finally able to get together and get your story out out there on this podcast so thank you so much amber for joining me today i am going to link yeah thanks for having me nikki i appreciate that because i feel like there's other topics that you and i can talk about as well um for anyone who is, just wants to be able to click through, I'm going to have Amber's um, Instagram handle and everything in the show notes below. Um, thanks again for joining me, and I will catch up with you over on Instagram. Thank you so much, Nikki. It was great talking thanks, with you. I hope you, you too. enjoy Bye -bye. the rest of your weekend. Okay, guys, that's it for this week's episode of Who Inspires Me Wednesday. I hope you enjoyed the conversation as much as I did. Don't forget, links to Amber's account will be below in the show notes. And if you received any value out of this podcast, if you know someone who could appreciate and benefit from hearing Amber's story, please share. Um, you could reach out to either one of us over on Instagram if you have any questions. And thank you again for tuning in to the Nikki Hines podcast. I will catch you all on the next episode. Bye.